Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So how would you like to offer our listeners 10% off a body positive plus size thrift shop with an amazing online selection? I would love that. Cake plus size resale is for people of all genders, sizes, extra large and up. They offer all kinds of clothes with femme, mask and androgynous styles. SAF listeners can get 10% off at the Cake Plus Size Resale online shop until December 31st with code SAF. Check out Cake at www.cakeplussize.com or on Instagram at cakeplussize. I paid for two seats or like they're both my seats or like I'm in fat (laughs) are all things that I've said in response to people who have tried to fight me for this seat. With body pausing, fat, 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 I'm Sophie. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss customer of size policies and our top travel tips, gifts for educating your family on the body posse lifestyle, and Aunt Terry. April, what are you obsessed with this week? All right. This week, I'm obsessed with two little things. It was a stressful week, and these two things made it a little less stressful. So the first one is a clip from... Apparently, there's a new Pokemon movie out. So I'll just, I'm going to read the caption and then we'll drop in a little clip of what happened. Mm-hmm. So the caption to this clip says, Hi, I am just learning that Pikachu speaks English in the new Pokemon movie. And yes, it is extremely fucking weird. Why won't you get more What's his face? Ash, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ash and Pikachu are like Ash on the ground. Him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ash <laughs> and Pikachu are on the ground and Ash asks Pikachu a question. Pika literally looks at him and she says, or he, who knows, genderless Pika, says, it's because. <laughs> it's, and everybody, everybody in the audience just revolts. Everyone's like, what? They're like, no. no, no, no. People are so upset. And when I saw the clip, I felt the same way because honestly, it's like, we're living in a universe where we're in the upside down. Down is it up. It looks wrong. It's horrible. It looks wrong. Donald Trump is even the president. Somehow, I can't. Even though it's uh, animation, it somehow it looks like an uncanny valley thing. There's already so many truths that seem to be complete falsehoods in any other universe. I already feel like we're living in a weird simulation. I don't need literally Pikachu speaking English. <laughs> and not even Japanese speaking English. Yeah. It's complete bullshit. But so everyone's reaction really, really made me smile. After you saw that clip and you realized that things you thought were you know, solid, firm realities were changeable. Mm -hmm. Did it make you closer to believing in flat earth theory? (laughs) I firmly believe that the only people who believe in the flat earth theory are (laughs) basketball players, almost exclusively. And Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila, rest in peace. She's not dead. She's not dead. Why do I think Tila Tequila's dead? She's just dead to you because she's a Nazi. Nazi. That's what it is. She's a Nazi. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I think you have to be either Tila Tequila, a basketball player, or the rapper B.O.B., who's always (laughs) making videos about how the earth is flat. Um, And my other obsession this week is this little clip which is my favorite type of clip on the internet. It's just like provided without context, just existing. So it's a video of a bunch of black people at like a dinner or a barbecue or just like having a meal together. And they're singing a gospel version of Bodak Yellow with like such zeal what? and like such a complicated like harmony. I love harmony. This kind of thing. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, we'll take a little listen now. Oh, my God. 
they're really bringing it vocals wise and energies wise. So shouts to them. Link in the link in the show notes. Check out the video. Um, so those are the two little vids I'm obsessed with this week. What are you obsessed with, Soph? We've talked about scents. We talked about candles last week or a couple weeks ago, a month ago. Time is a flat circle. Mm -hmm. The earth is not a flat circle, but time is. Yeah, I really like the Jo Malone perfumes, but they like curdle on my skin. Like, I don't know what the deal is. You shouldn't describe yourself with like milk rottening words. (laughs) I think like, you know, scents have chemistry and your body has chemistry and it like smells different on you than it does just out in the world Mm -hmm. on a paper. So I recently gave you, April, my like Joe Malone citrusy perfume because it just started smelling weird on me. It smells so good on me. Thank you so much. (laughs) He's really disappointed. But uh, you're welcome. I did just find a perfume that I really like. I put it on my Instagram story, um, but it's the Glossier U perfume. I found it through our friend and guru, Joanna Spicer. But it just smells so good. It's like the idea of it. You know how all perfumes have ideas. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like your Britney Spears having a torrid affair in a hotel. Yes. Some of them are like, you know, you're on a beach and you're a different celebrity. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind this perfume is like, it smells like you, parentheses, but better or whatever. It just smells like you're clean, but you used nice bubble bath. Ooh. Um, I really like it. I've been spraying it all over and I don't feel weird about it. I feel like it just like really blends in well with my smell. Yeah, okay, let know. me ask you this. So the one criticism I've heard of about you is that some people are saying that it doesn't last that long on your skin. How has your experience been? I would so much rather do a couple extra spritzes, like put it in my purse and do a few more than like all day be like, I smell like way like too so much strong. Vera Wang princess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's hard for me to tell because I never – Notice a perfume staying unless I don't like it. I see. I don't. I think I usually do have to reapply halfway through the day, mm-hmm. but I don't. Again, I don't mind that. I would rather have it be like a lingering note than yeah. like a oh. That's a lot. Yeah. You know. You don't want to be that. You've, you've been at the place where like a guy walks by and it's like yeah, oh, it's like axe. oh god, yeah. it's like eighth grade like locker room wafting out smell. Please. I bought it through Joanna's link where she's like a legit rep. You get 20% off with her. I don't, we don't have that, but if you buy anything on Glossier, you get a link for 10% off and then I get store credit. So I'm putting that link in the show notes. Support Sophie's you <laughs> collection. I'm going to have to buy more cause I like it, but mm-hmm. you guys will get 10% off too. Or you can Google Joanna Spicer and get 20% off. I'm just being real. She does offer more. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Because I don't. I want to be real with everyone. Well, we put her in the show notes once. Like you could take a turn. Yeah. Other scent updates. Got my birthday candle from Diptyque. Smells great. We're trying the. What is it? Gardenia. The Gardenia candle smells really good. Do you guys know about these Demeter fragrances? I was really into them for a while. They're the ones that like, they just smell like distilled essence of something and they have all sorts of weird, weird flavors, like cut grass or whatever. Mm. So I like honeysuckle for summer. And then I kind of like this one over there I have right now called mulled cider. Mm. Just smells like mulled apple cider. And it's kind of a fun thing. I don't wear it so much as I sometimes just like... I work at home, so I just like to spritz it around where I am and be like, mmm. Yummy. Those are my obsessions this week. It's scent updates. Heck yes. Okay, so let's move on to our Apple podcast review shout-outs. Okay. Thank you to Talia Zizzle, ZL, Pumping Mommy, You Pump Girl. Shout-out to Nikki is Fat and Cool, also us. Um, EPG123, thank you so much. Hey Bay 727 Izzy C and D and SAS 2018. Thanks guys. We do look at them and read them and they just are so helpful for us for helping people find the show and they make me personally very happy and feel fulfilled in my work. So I often read them on the toilet and (laughs) smile to myself privately. So please keep leaving those reviews and we'll give you a shout out right here. We'd also like to give some shout outs to our Patreons, Renee Atterbury, Aaron Lee. Shout out to you, Aaron. Um, Emily Milligan, Jillian, no, Gillian, Jillian Kratzer tweeted us, Jillian, and correct me if it's, if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. Jackie Quinn and Aaron Engstrom. Thank you guys so much for being our patrons on Patreon. Thank you so much for 
being on there with us. We Ooh. appreciate you so, so much. much. And just a quick note about our upcoming schedule. Next week, we're off for the holidays. On the 21st, we have a little Christmas mini-sode coming at you. And then we'll be off again until sometime in January. We'll keep you guys updated via Instagram and Twitter. And uh, if you have downloads on, then you'll see us just pop up in your podcast inbox. We have a new section right here called a tip jar. Brew, brew, brew. <laughs> it's the saddest <laughs> horn. <laughs> like a dying air horn. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes our listeners send us little emails with information or tips, and they don't really fit at any of the other sections, but I want to share them with you guys because um, they're great tips. So we're going to read a couple of them right now. Okay, here's one from Hannah in Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Just listening through number eight, boo, fear the fat. And Sophie said, you'd rather be Jabba, Jabba than Santa. And my super nerd just had to share some fun facts with you. If you want to get into the business of being a hut, here's what you have to know. Okay. For everyone listening, just in case you don't remember, this is in reference to the Halloween episode. I said some dumb thing about how I'd rather be Jabba the Hutt than Santa because I'd rather go for power or something. Don't hold me to it. But It's really provocative. Yeah. Here we are. Here are Hannah's tips or like knowledge about being Jabba the Hutt. Number one, make sure you're the largest slug because it's actually a contest and the bigger the hut, the more power they have in the crime underworld. Two, slug skin is so freaking thick that huts aren't harmed by blaster shots, which I guess is pretty cool, but also, I don't know what happens when they're shot. Three, huts have beastly digestive systems and can basically consume anything, so they don't have to worry about being poisoned by their enemies because they literally can't be poisoned. Does sound like Victor. He can eat literally anything. (laughs) My point is that as crime underlords, the huts are pretty effective and there is a purpose for their alien anatomy. But of course, you're right, and everything about them is still evil. Thank you so much, Hannah, for writing in. Now that I can be more informed about my, you know, devil's advocate pointless argument about wanting to be Jabba the Hutt. Now you're ready to like join the Jabba lifestyle. Yeah. (laughs) So, congrats. Okay, here is another tip for our tip jar. This person says, I'm emailing because I just listened to episode five and wanted to share this doco, as we say in here in Oz, shout out to Australia, about the origins of the polka. It's very white and very old fashioned. Sorry, April. (laughs) I mean, she knew. She knew. She knew she she was writing this. To help you, but also to hurt you. To hurt me. It feels like pain. Okay. But you can see the polka danced in its original form. You're welcome. I love that she put that in there. It's so funny. You're um, welcome. We will link to this quote-unquote doco about this quote-unquote very white and very old institution. Enter at your own risk. Thank you guys so much for those tips. Email us some tips in the tip jar, and we'll share them here on the show. Sounds fun. Okay. We should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Yeah, let's do it. The meat of it. This week on The Meat of It, we are tackling a topic that was requested um, by some of our listeners and also that we really wanted to share with you guys. We're talking about traveling while being fat. A treacherous topic, as yeah. we both know. So we'll share some personal anecdotes and also some tips about navigating if you're heading home for the holidays to be with friends, family. So I want to start out by talking about my biggest issue with traveling is plane anxiety. My most frequent anxiety attack location is airport bathroom about to get on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened like so often. For me, I genuinely think it comes from like not understanding the mechanics of a plane. So every time I get in a plane, I'm like, why would I not die right now? It does seem fake. It It, seems fake. It seems like you're in the Truman Show and they're just driving you around the lot. Exactly. We're going to like hit the ceiling any second. That's how I feel. So every time I get on a plane, I'm like, this is going to be the end of it. I've always felt that way. It's gotten better in the past few years just because when I was in college, like in order to see my mommy every month, because I love my mommy so much, I had to get on a plane a lot. It was kind of like the exposure thing where it made it a little bit easier. But in general, I still get very, very scared in my hands sweat um so here's some things that have helped me with my like fear of heights slash fear of getting in like a robot robot bird robot bird machine yeah so part of my plane anxiety is that when we're about to take off i feel a ton of pressure in my head i think because 
my inner ear is really small in addition to me having a small mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel the pressure and it kind of feels like it's all caving in on me in addition to being really stressed out. So a good tip I've learned is there's something called ear planes. We'll link in the show notes where they're just um, little earplugs you screw into your ears when you're taking off. They're good if you're traveling with a cold because you could pop an eardrum if you travel, if you like are taking off Mm -hmm. and you're congested. But they're also good if you just like tend to feel a lot of pressure upon takeoff. If you put them in, it like it like takes 90% of that pressure away and it's almost like you can't even feel it. Cause when we're taking off, I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I'll look around and everyone else is fine. And I'm like, it must just be like my head or something. So when I started wearing these earplanes, it really made that part much less painful. And then it makes me less stressed out knowing that like, okay, I'm not going to get the head pressure. It's going to be okay. That's good. So that's helpful. Um, and of course the other stressful thing about flying is like, <laughs> guess who's fat girl? She is. <laughs> Not not fat in a way that I have to deal with, you know, some of the issues we'll talk about later as far as just, like, why are seats so small? Yeah. Hashtag conspiracy. They're small fat. Um, but still, the issues with just, like, being stared at, with people clearly not wanting to be sitting next to you because you're, like, going to rub up on them or whatever. So my strategy with having to get on a plane is, like, I'm going to make this the most pleasurable experience that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So, number one, comfy clothes. I always wear the same uniform when I'm getting on a plane, which is... Lane Bryant stretchy leggings so I can move around and feel free. You know what I mean? Also, a hoodie. Here's why. Pockets, Mm -hmm. obviously. And also, I can cover my face so if I'm crying upon takeoff. April. (laughs) Or just like making a face in general. You did fine on our trip to New York. Yeah, I I did okay, I think. But usually if I'm I'm either going to cry or just make a face of like pure (laughs) horror, if I'm wearing a hoodie, I can pull it over my head, pop in my headphones or whatever, and I'm just like living my life and nobody knows that I'm like spiraling out of control. (laughs) So that is my go-to outfit as far as feeling like I'm going to be protected and create my own little like fort for my within my clothes so start there then i don't know if people know this but if you have the netflix app on your like phone or ipad you can pre-download certain movies or shows so like if i know i really want to watch all of gilmore girls my comfort show if i want to watch season six of gilmore girls when luke and lorelei are together um, we'll pre-download those ones so that way you don't have to buy like airplane Wi-Fi, which I don't trust. When I went to that weird um, writing retreat, person in the row in front of me on the airplane um, was having issues with the Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and they kept pressing the call button and being like, "My Wi-Fi is not working; it won't connect to the Wi-Fi." And the flight attendant was so nice. Like before she started, she was like, um, "You're not trying to stream a movie, are you? Because like we don't have enough bandwidth for that; it won't let you do that." And they were like, "No, I'm trying to get on the internet." And then at the end, she was like, "What were you trying to get to?" And she was like, "Oh." I was trying to go to Netflix and the flight attendant was like Interesting. I told you you couldn't stream a movie and she was like I was trying to stream a TV show wow oh yeah that's right you were live tweeting this to me um, a TV show is a form of entertainment that is simply a short movie and the flight attendant who had been so nice the whole time looked at her like is you dumb or is you stupid <laughs> It was unbelievable. People wild on planes. Yeah, not me. I'm here to, like, create a little cocoon for myself, watch my shows, and get in and out. So we've talked about the clothing that we're going to go for to be comfy. We've talked about the preparation of Netflix. It's also time for your favorite snacks. So I have some go-tos. I don't always, but whenever I can when I'm traveling... I like to get, like, a vitamin water with a cap. I don't like holding the open open cup on a plane. Like, you know mm-hmm. when they give you the cup? I'm like, I don't want the cup. It's an obligation. It's going to spill on me, like, sure. 100%. So I'll get vitamin water, and then I'll get a bag of mini Oreos. Ooh. Like, those feel like, just, like, pop them in my mouth. But for me, it's like, I'm going through DSA. I'm already getting stressed out. Then I remind myself, hey, we're going to have our little snacks. We're going to watch our little shows. Mm-hmm. It's going to go great. And I have all my, like, faves in order. Um, so once I get to the airport, I have my favorite outfit on, I have my earplanes ready to go, I have my Netflix, I have my snacks. It tends to be a more pleasurable travel experience. So if you want to travel like April, those are my top tips. Great. What about you? What mindset do you get in when you're like, all right, we're getting on a plane? I like traveling. I don't like the actual flight so much unless it's like just the right amount of time where I can like read something and then get off. Mm -hmm. I also used to love flying when I was a little kid. I would get all dressed up, and then they would give you, like, the little pin. Aww. It was so fun. That's cute. Much less fun now. Um, do, you, do they still try to give it to you? No. Okay. No, I mean, flying is much less fun. You oh, don't yeah. get a pin. Yeah, that's true. So when I gained a bunch of weight and had to start using the seatbelt extender, that was, like, I think for a lot of 
fat people too. That was like a big moment for me where I, I like, when I first had to use it, I like cried a lot afterwards. I felt mm. very humiliated and embarrassed. I was like not very body positive at that time. And I was just like, dang, this really sucks. And it does suck to have to ask for the world to accommodate you when, you know, you're just as valid a customer as anyone else. Mm. But I've now figured out like my strategy to approaching flights that makes me the most comfortable. I always fly Southwest Air. That is just because I'm from Arizona. And so Southwest Air goes everywhere (laughs) out of Arizona. There's like $40 flights out of there all the time. Um, So this is specifically for Southwest. So if you are using another airline, a lot of airlines have policies like this right now, but I don't know the exact steps you have to take to use them. So if you are like me, a fat person who is wider on your butt than the width between two armrests, which is 17 inches. Wow. Just not that big. No. It's not even two feet. Probably if you're a man above 6'2", it's also bigger than that, even if you're thin. Mm -hmm. Just saying. I read an article about how, like, airline seats have progressively shrunk over the years. Please, we'll link that in the show notes. Honestly, it's the biggest conspiracy. They're just like money, 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 money. There's like not enough room anymore for like the average person to put their head down all the way between their knees, which I couldn't do anyways, but... Um, that's like what you're supposed to have for safety. So it's not even safe anymore. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, so they're just in there for the profit because we live in a capitalist hellscape. Okay. So when you book your flight, if you need more than one seat, first of all, welcome to the good life, honestly, Mm -hmm. because having that extra seat, I don't take up both seats. This would be different probably if I took up the entirety of both seats, but really for me, it's just like, I'm just kind of a little bit too wide to fit into one seat. Like it's much more comfortable for me to sit with my legs, not super squished together. And I spill over into the next seat. Mm -hmm. Um, but with two seats, I have a whole seat next to me. So nice. You can have your like totes out. No one touches me. Mm -hmm. It's great. So welcome to the good life. If you have to do this. So when you book a flight, you book it for two people. You go on the Southwest website, you fill, you say two travelers for your flight, you fill out your name and then you do everything the same for the second traveler, but you put the letter X and then the letter S. So it's like extra seat as your middle name for the second one. Their policy is called customer of size policy, which to me is like, all right, (laughs) sure. Of size. We're a podcast of size. It just sounds kind of like they're trying. I'm like, yes, I am Lady Sophia of size. <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, oh, jeez. But like they're trying, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the airport, you check in, and then they can print the little, they give you like a little extra ticket that's not super useful that just says reserved. And they give it to you at the check-in counter, at the gate. And then when you get on the plane, first of all, you get to pre-board, which mm-hmm. is also key. And if you're traveling with someone, you can get them to pre-board with you. Hell yeah. When we went to New York, it was like, um, this is my plus one yeah. April. And I was like, yo, it's lit, it's lit, it's, it's like, lit. It doesn't seem that bad now, does it? No, it was Like nice. when I first had to do this, I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. And then I was like, this is great. This is awesome. Many perks. Okay. So you get on the plane, you find your seat. I prefer a window. Then you put the reserve sign on the seat next to you. This is the hard part. Here's why. Southwest policy is that it's open seating. Mm. Apparently, except for if you have a reserved seat. They don't tell anyone else that. So you just having a little piece of paper that says reserved in like small letters, people are constantly trying to fight you for your seat. Or they like, or they're like, it's open seating. And you're like, no, it's reserved. And you just finally have to be like, I paid for two seats or like they're both my seats or like I'm in fat <laughs> are all things that I've said in response to people uh, who have tried to fight me for this seat. It's so hard. It's so hard because not only are people just fat phobic in general, but they like are going onto the flight with a mindset of Lord, it's Lord of the flies because it, that's like what the airline breathes. It's yeah. like get there, put your bag somewhere, fight for the seat. Literally when so, you get on, the airline pilots or the flight attendants all announce something like it's open seating. So take first one that you come across that looks good. Yeah. And that just makes me have to be like, no, this one's reserved. So I've tweeted at Southwest several times about this. And literally one time I I tweeted like, why is it useful to give me a sign that says reserved if your airline attendants say no seat is reserved? Mm -hmm. And the response was, they mean except for reserved seats. How would everyone know what they mean? (laughs) Right. I was like, how would they know that unless you said something? Next time I go on a flight, when I ask for the seatbelt extender, which I do as I'm walking on the plane, so I have it up front, 
I'm going to say, hey, I have an I have an extra seat, so could you help me if people try to get the seat? And I'm going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like several times, someone has been belligerent enough that the flight attendant has come over and then be like, oh, they're reserved, we have to take you somewhere else. And they look, the person looks at me with like hatred. Yes. One time someone came over at the end of the flight and was like, it's really rude to pretend someone's going to sit there. And I was like, pretend. I bought both seats, bitch. Oh my <laughs> it's like, God. so, okay. So that's the bad part about it that you sometimes have to fight people off. Just getting to like a casual war with a stranger. I mean, it's just very irritating, but also then you win because you have both seats and you have a whole seat next to you mm-hmm. and you, you can spread out as much as you want. The other downside to this policy specifically on Southwest is that you have to purchase both seats this way. So it requires having the cash for two airline seats. But after the flight, here's the second key. You Uh-oh. call them to get the refund. They don't automatically do it because they're counting on you not doing it. Yes. You just have to put it in your calendar. Like, here's the Southwest customer number. Call them. You have to have the flight number and your reservation number. And then say, like, oh, I'm calling. I did customer size policy. I need my refund. And then they give you the refund. Very, It's, like, very easy. Sucks that in that way it's kind of reserved for people who can afford to prepay for two seats. You can, when you get to the airport, just say, I would like to use the customer size policy. And then they, if there's an extra seat, they will print out the thing for you. But that only works if your flight's not uh, sold out or oversold, which is far more the case. That's true. Dang. I mean, what you just described is like political in its nature in multiple ways, which is that yeah. like you have to have the financial standing and the class to be able to front two or willing to get into the credit card debt to be able to front two seats. And then also it's just like, we have to jump through so many hoops. Like how many many steps? Was that like 12 steps? It's so many. It was so many steps. It's so many. And it's just like, when I had to look it up, it just took like a big burst of like body positive strength Mm -hmm. because it feels humiliating to be like, okay, where's the fat customer policy? Yeah. The normal policy doesn't apply to me. So I guess I got to dig up. Like, why does it have to be like this? Right. It's like, number one, you could just make your seats a normal size. That would fit. Because by the way, you guys, as of 2017, the average woman is a size 18. Mm -hmm. Can a size 18 fit in that? I'm a size 18. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like (laughs) Sometimes. It's not consistent. And you know, if there's like a guy next to you, he's going to use both armrests. So like... And he's going to have those legs spread wide spread wide <laughs> jeez louise it's just like this is this is a very clear point to, to point to people are like why do you need body positivity why would it be a political movement like, this is why this is why because it's tied up in money yep. and it's tied up in having to self-advocate nobody's going to help you with this especially because it is an extra step on the part of the airlines they don't want to reserve a seat for you and they definitely don't want to give you your money back for it nope the fact that they announce no seats are reserved and make me have to be like except for mine <laughs> just make you fight make for it and make me have to defend it pisses me off so much it's so ridiculous and this is the kind of thing that like again if you hadn't been already on your body positive journey it would make you feel like i need I, to force myself i wouldn't have done it you i would not do, have done do it. it you wouldn't even know because like you said it's not obvious you have to go look into does this exist yeah go through all these hoops no i would have just so frustrating um, kind of laid on my side you know mm-hmm. the whole time just been uncomfortable just had an imprint yeah. after Jeez. yeah but again i do want to underscore if you are nervous about using this policy the uncomfortable moment is just there at the beginning. I'm going to update you guys on what happens next time if I ask the flight attendants for help, which mm-hmm. I should not have to do, but I am going to do that and I'll update you guys. And then you have a whole part of a seat next to you that's open. And then if you bring someone with you, it was like we're having our own sleepover. We're yeah, like we had the reading whole a magazine. We're actually like editing an episode of this podcast. <laughs> we're doing it. Was it was great. It was so great. like if you need that extra space, then take it because it's goddamn yours. And and it's not fair, by the way. Like when you're going through this discomfort and everyone's looking at you like you're the problem, you are not the problem, but this is something that you can do if you're able to make it a little easier for you. Yeah. It should not be necessary. This yeah. is bullshit. It's not like thin people are like I love airline seats. They're very expansive and comfortable. No. You know? They're not the right size. They're barely the right size for thin people. So airlines should maybe think about stopping trying to cram us all into their, you know, flying tubes and be more accessible and amenable. Well, definitely, you guys, if you end up traveling this holiday season and you do fly southwest tweet us your experiences we'll tag them and maybe if they see that 
I mean, I hope that they're good experiences. That's the thing. I don't want to, like, have to do a whole task force. I just want everyone to be able to, like, get on a plane. Just, like, go <laughs> this home. This is stressful. Yeah, why can't we go home? just want you to hurdle through the air at thousands of miles an hour or whatever. I just think, honestly, you guys, if you have a bad experience on a plane this holiday season, for sure tweet them because they don't want the bad PR. No. They really don't. They and really they'll, don't. They would at least send you, like, you know, a voucher or whatever to keep you quiet. But I think it's just about be vocal about your experiences because what they want is to be, like, miserable, silent in the corner. Yeah. And let them continue to get that cash. Because here's the thing. Also, like, I didn't know about the customer size thing until I saw someone talk about it in a fat acceptance Facebook. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Group, and then I was like, of course, they want my money. Yeah. They want to be able to move me through the air. Mm-hmm. They just are not going to, you know, Accom- they don't want to make you a priority. Yeah. yeah. But like, they want your money. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, while we live in this capitalist hellscape, places do want your money. I mean, that's what we're supposed to be slaves to, right? So yeah. if you really want that cash, you better make my experience more like doable if it's yeah. not going to be comfortable. And if you have trouble figuring it out, like just tweet at us and I'll try to help you walk through it because it can be like intimidating mm-hmm. to go through this experience. But I did it, and it's fine. It's just, like, uncomfortable for a sec, and then you've got... You can just spread your legs so wide. <laughs> just spread. You had, like, your, like, tote bag, water bottle, this yeah. one, that one, that one. Like, it was very cool to see. So, final question for you in yeah. our little chunk. What do you wish then people knew about traveling while fat? I don't think people realize how much of these situations we have to think through beforehand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just show up drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wish people knew, I wish then people knew how much of this we have to think through and just how much pressure and how heavy that is on our shoulders. Just as just another example of something that we have to pre-process gear up for, Mm -hmm. have our armor on for, and then de-stress after. Mm -hmm. Like the best thing that I do is I just like have you and Isabel and Lindsay and Victor. And just when I am sitting there, I'm like, my shoulders are up. I'm so tense waiting for someone to come by and try to fight me for my seat. And then every time it happens, I just text you like, this lady just said this. And then you're like, that fucking bitch. (laughs) I just like gear up to have my like friends ready to support me because it's something I need support through. Obviously like Lindsay and and Izzy are both thin um, or straight size and they are very supportive, but I wish other thin people would know to offer that support Mm -hmm. instead of me having to be like, can I lean on you for this stressful thing? Well, I think I honestly think a lot of people, if they do notice something like that happening, their instinct might be oh, well, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to draw more attention to it. Right. But I would actually urge you to do the opposite. If you guys are getting on a Southwest flight this this holiday season and you see that someone's, like, fighting for their customer of size or you see that anybody is, like, clearly has a bag on the on the chair and, like, perhaps has a reason for it, yeah. I would just be like, hey, what's going on? Is this your seat? Like, do you, do you need I help? Had a, I had a man one time. I put my bag 
on the seat next to me. And then I put the customer size slip on top of it. And a, a white man sat down in the aisle and tried to push my bag over to put his bag on the seat. Jeez. And I was like, that's also my seat. And he got up and went to a different seat. Good. Jesus. I was like, fuck you. I just think this is this is an arena to really like walk the body positivity walk because yeah. body positivity a, a key element of it is like accessibility. Like these places are not meant to accommodate us. So if you see that someone's having an issue as an ally, like step up. Like a lot of people to be keeping it one hundred want to call themselves an ally, and when the time comes to act on it, like shy away. Totally. I'm like your hashtag is great and it is helpful in that space, but also like step up yeah because otherwise honestly if you're in those situations you feel so alone and you feel so alienated and you feel like a spectacle and no one's paying attention and no one wants to get involved like you better get involved if you want to call yourself a part of this exactly exactly and like you're never gonna make someone feel embarrassed for being kind no not at all like all we need is just advocates because we're like by ourselves yeah so it's a great opportunity if you want to like you feel like you're like exercising this muscle all year and you want to put it to good use step in because i'm sure you'll see some shit go down like if we're all Rushing home for the holidays, you'll see it. And also, my other huge life-changing plane tip <laughs> is just bring um, bring moisturizer, hella moisturizer, oh, on the plane, true. and just slather your face in it. Because I find that the reason I break out after planes is because your face gets all clammy and weird from the, the air, recycled gross. So air. if you just like spritz your face with water and then put moisturizer on like twenty four seven, you don't break out. Heck yeah. Oh my god, those are the tips. Yeah. Um, so you guys please tweet us at she's off at pod and let us know about your travel experiences. If some shit goes down, we want to hear about let it. Let us know. If you have a surprisingly good experience, we want to hear about that too. And if you need help finding another airline's customer size or like customer of fat, whatever the fuck they're gonna call it <laughs> policy. I'm a person of fat. Yeah. <laughs> just tweet at me. I'm like Sophie of Fatland. Like please <laughs> just tweet at me and I'll like help do some research because I am pretty good at calling companies and like navigating their policies and um figuring stuff out and I'm glad to help our fat Millie out. And also if you guys have a Sophie in your life which is someone who's willing to get on the phone and be like, excuse me <laughs> um like lean on them because if they really care about you, they'll want to help you in this area of your life too, which is just about accessibility. Yeah. So lean on your Sophie, get your get your um little items together and let us know how it goes. Yeah. So that's the meat of it for this week. We solved the problem of flying while fat. You're welcome. Today's episode is sponsored by Cake Plus Size Resale, a body positive resale boutique founded by Kat Paula Voda. In addition to their website, Cake has a brick and mortar shop to serve the rad fat community in Minneapolis. Shopping at Cake lets you play with style in a body positive space where your selection isn't limited to just one rack in the corner and your needs are at the forefront. The shop is in my hometown of Minneapolis and something like this is way overdue in the Twin Cities. I will be stopping by when I'm home for the holidays and I'm so excited to explore all the cute, affordable, and current styles in this affirming atmosphere the cat has created. Shop online using code SAF to save 10% through the end of the year or mention us while shopping in person to get that discount IRL. As Cat always says, life is short, eat the cake. And now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to fyi at cheeselfatpod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email to fyi at cheeselfatpod.com. And we might answer your question right here on the show. Um, Send us a voice memo. I really like those. I feel like I've been clear about that. (laughs) Okay. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Hannah. Hannah. (laughs) Okay. Subject, holiday shopping that educates. Ladies. <laughs> Ladies. 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 I know you, man. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, that's for my urban oh listeners. My God. Keep going. First off, I love the podcast and just subscribe to your Patreon. Heck yeah. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> um, thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you, Hannah. I want to know if you can recommend any reading or gifts that could be given this holiday season to educate family members or others in our lives who are notorious for cloaking unsolicited advice to lose weight in concern. I face this backlash constantly with my immediate family, and I'd like to give them resources to inform them about the realities and harshness of their words without necessarily directing them to fuck off. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Hannah. Okay, so for the purposes of this Ask a Fatty, we're going to call those who do this, those in our lives who, quote, are notorious for cloaking unsolicited advice to lose weight and concern, 
We're going to call those our Aunt Terry's. Oh, my God. Aunt Terry, <laughs> today is not the day. It's not the day, Aunt um, Terry. <laughs> for, for some tips on specific food-related Aunt Terry bullshit, yeah. two episodes ago, our Thanksgiving episode, Sophie and I did multiple skits yeah. for, <laughs> to give you some tips on how to, how to navigate those conversations. So check out those. And we also have some tips on some books. Okay. Number one. On our resource page on our website, you just go to our website, www.she'sallfatpod.com, and in the footer, we have a link to our resource page where we have a lot of resources. Specifically, I'd like to point out the book published by The Body Positive. Um, It's called Embody, and I think this is the one on our list that could be like most easily given to someone who isn't comfortable with body positivity because a lot of the other books on there are like fat and deal with it. How I said, <laughs> fuck you to my thin family. Or what, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Which is like great, but like give yourself five years. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> like they're great for fat people to get themselves, yeah. but it would be a little bit aggressive. I think to give someone to slide that to like, Aunt Terry. Like she's like, really? Two, you're like two scoops. Read this. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. That is a lot. It's like aunt Terry. Fuck you. She like slides it across the table. Yeah. So, so I think this, uh, the book by the body positive embody, I think it's, um, a really easy one to give to the people in your life. Just be like, Oh, I love I loved this book. Like, what do you guys think about it? would love to share it with you. Also a uh, little plug. I want to encourage your family members to listen to this podcast. Yeah. I think this is a great place to, I mean, oh, again, wow. not, to, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I think honestly, if people are just starting out and you can tell that they have like the capability of being more tolerant, which not everybody does, yeah. but if you recognize that in them, you think they might enjoy this and it might be a good like primer on how to get started thinking about other people in the body positive sort of way. Yeah. That's not a book, but it's a podcast. It's more fun to be honest. I didn't even think about recommending us. <laughs> We're good. We're good. <laughs> We're a fucking resource. <laughs> yeah. You know, just because we are all about that intersectionality, um, I also just wanted to shout out some specific resources for fighting racism or sexism, which, um, are you know bad so also on our website nice. we i mean i was like how much of a soapbox do i want to get on and i decided not a lot okay so you could give someone a subscription to a magazine you think that might educate them like a bust magazine is one of my favorite ones it's Ooh. from canada i really like I really like them. I think they're so cool. Also, just a subscription to Bitch Media. You could help support. Like, you know how you can give people gifts in their name by supporting something and then, you know, whatever. They get a login to Bitch Media or something. Ooh. Bitch Media is out here doing great work. And uh, that's a great gift to give to someone. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a roundup of, like, books you can give families with kids. If you want them to have, like, if you want to give a, a kid, an elementary school kid, like a a book you know would be body positive. There's a bunch that are like, oh, this is about a black girl who loves her hair or like, oh, this is about like a really tall girl who loves being taught or whatever. Just like, especially for little kids, I think there's very simple stories out there that can be very helpful for them to see. And finally, if you're white and you have someone you can talk to about wanting to be a white ally. So I know that the whole like wear a safety pin to show you're an ally thing is like it was very quickly it milkshake docked itself misguided um, it seemed like a cute idea but in reality it's, it's a little no not great but but there is this thing called a safety pin box which is created by two black women um and it's basically just a monthly box i believe monthly you can subscribe a, um, a box of resources for white allies so by subscribing to that you're not only educating yourself or your loved one who you choose to give it to but you are also using um direct monetary action to benefit two black women creators so i highly recommend that option as well um another thing that is really important to me and might be important to you if you want to give the gift of becoming more aware becoming more tolerant of the world around you. The gift of becoming. The gift of becoming, truly. Um, I would encourage you to read and gift books by women of color and also authors with other types of marginalized bodies. So a couple, more than a couple, (laughs) that I've loved in the past year or so. Lindy West Shrill, we've talked about a lot. I think Lindy has such an amazing flair for writing and also so approachable that if you already thought like, fat people are annoying if you read shrill you might think differently i think it could change somebody's mind so i recommend shrill she writes about her experiences and also about culture so i think it's not quite so like 
listen to the problems of fat people. Yeah. It's just like, oh, here's some cultural criticism. Totally. It's a great entry point. Um, next is, I really like The Turner House by Angela Flournoy. What's that? So it is like, it's fiction. It's about this black family that lives in this area of Detroit that like was originally all black and then was sort of, there was an attempt at... Um, What's it called when the white people come in? Gentrification. Gentrification. <laughs> but so basically it's just about this house that's been in the family Revitalizing. for... Revitalizing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, it's about this family that has owned this home for years and years and years. And so it's kind of like, sort of like Gabriel Garcia Marquez-esque in mm-hmm. that it's like about the family throughout the years, how they change, and also about how mental illness like shows itself in different members of the family. Dang. So really interesting, really interesting look at mental illness in the black community, which is like a complicated topic. I think Angela handles it well. I would check out the Turner House. Um, it also has a pretty, a really pretty cover, so make a good gift. Wow. Um, another one I loved this year was Redefining Realness by Janet Mock. Another one, if you have family members who have questions about um, like, a trans a specific trans woman's experience and kind of about how to understand and talk about those things i think it's like a i'm like constantly wrecking this book it's sick janet's incredible um i'm check out that um i have not read this yet but excited to read gabourey cinema's new memoir this is just my face really excited to hear how she talks about weight and dealing with being attacked for her weight in totally. many different ways. In interviews, she's really had a, a nuanced way that I have not heard other actresses talk about yeah. their bodies. So I really um, recommend that one as well. And if you guys read these, please let us know what you think. And then I just want to add, <laughs> I was just looking at this, I was like, oh yeah, these are both white women. Oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to uh, give some just straight up fiction that might help expand minds and mental horizons about bodies and the possibilities of different bodies, I would recommend Dumplin' by Julie Murphy and Dietland by Sarai Walker. Sarah E. Walker? I think Sarai Walker. I always hear about Dietland. I've never read it, though. It's it's being made into a TV show. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be sitting down and watching TV with your family, two documentaries on Netflix right now that you could recommend. Caveat. I watched this first one, Misrepresentation. I had a few issues with it. Mm -hmm. But overall recommend it maybe we can talk about an episode i've seen that that yeah too so if you have a family that's like let's watch a doc or as our oz listener says a doco (laughs) and then also i just found out this new one this new documentary specifically about body positivity called embrace is on netflix haven't watched it yet but want to and uh we'll update when we watch it could be an option to point out it's hard because Truly what needs to happen is your family, you know, your Aunt Terry has to be open to having this conversation. I really think, like, all you can do is kind of set what your stance is and they can, like, come to meet you or they can't. Because you can't shove this down anyone's throat. Someone has to be already open and willing to the concept. Exactly. And just learn the steps. And that's really, I just also want to say, that's really, really, really different from um, saying what they say is okay. So some ideas, if someone is ready to have a conversation with you, uh, or if you just decide you're going to like argue with someone, which is also a valid choice, maybe not like the most... (laughs) fun one for a family get together, but sometimes people change their behavior just because they don't want to deal with something. You know what I mean? So number one, specifically in regards to the health concern trolling that you mentioned, we're linking in the show notes to a long FAQ on Kate Harding's website. Kate Harding, who I have some ideological quibbles with, but she has a lot of really good resources and is a big activist in the fat positive community. So we're linking to her FAQ page, which is called, but don't you realize fat is unhealthy where she has like just all of the studies that are like, you're wrong, you're wrong. Diets don't work. You're wrong. So if you're looking to come at people with facts, there's that. Coming at people with facts in this way usually doesn't change hearts and minds, in my opinion. Here's another option is you, if you feel comfortable, if you want to, one um, one way I've had conversations with family members go better if I'm trying to help them expand their mental horizons about food fatness is if you start by saying, hey, I care about you. I know you care about me. And I wanted to know if you're open to having a conversation about some things you say that are really hurtful to me. Because who would say yeah. no to that? A monster. A monster. 
And then again, it's just about you and your willingness to be like, okay, I'm going to have the emotional labor of possibly having to defend my body, my body yeah. in this conversation, which is very hard. Yeah. I feel like Aunt Terry is probably going to say, yes, she wants to hear mm-hmm. and then wimp out about halfway through. Yeah. But at least you'll have started planted the seed, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're going to link to a Bustle article about ways to sh- respond to fat shaming from your parents or family members. Here's some. Here's a quote from it. Explain that you do in fact feel beautiful in your body exactly how it is and that you feel disrespected when someone makes you feel otherwise. Regardless of where you are in your journey, you don't have to feel beautiful. I think it's important to, to if you want to have this conversation, be able to say that like your comments make me feel hurt and disrespected mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to justify that that is regardless of any kind of health quote-unquote truth they think they know and then I just wanted to read this part too when my mom says anything that has a body shaming flavor to it I try to stop and remember where it's coming from I know that a lot of what she says comes from her own deeply rooted body neg- negativity my sympathy for my mom's own struggle with self-love often outweighs some of the things she says to me since I'm in a point in my life where I'm relatively at peace with my body. So I thought like, that's a very mature perspective. Mm-hmm. It's not one that anyone is required to take, no. but I think it does help with loved ones that you're putting yourself in a vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. <laughs> position with. If you can remember that people who are duped and tricked by diet culture and fat hatred are it's sad that that is happening to them Mm -hmm. that's a nice destination i think to get through but also to get to but i think if you're like pissed that aunt terry's trying oh yeah fully like allow yourself to be yeah i'm just saying because this on call for this writer specifically said she didn't want to just say fuck you to aunt terry totally As we talked about in our Thanksgiving mini-sode, it's not your job to convince people to treat you with respect. Their body image or fat-hating issues are neither your fault nor your problem. I just want to underscore that. So also, if you've tried some of these strategies or you've been hinting or gently trying to invite people to come to this table and they're not an Aunt Terry's like, what? No, how dare you? Whipped cream or like whatever, Mm -hmm. then just want to say it's totally, totally valid to simply set boundaries for yourself and respect and enforce those boundaries and hope that one day your loved one will care enough to come to you and and ask what those boundaries are about, what's behind them and why they've been set up. So here's some suggestions again for things to say to set those boundaries. Number one, please don't correlate weight and morality in conversations with me, period. Mm -hmm. I discuss my weight with my doctor and nobody else, period. I'm setting a boundary right now. I will not participate in discussions about weight loss with you. And then change the subject. Please don't discuss weight with me. Or ask your family to have a no food or body talk if they just have to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there will be pushback because people are oh, like, yeah. I'm just trying to help you. That's where, And that's genuinely, I think, where some people think that feeling is coming from. Yeah. But I think if this boundary is important for you to have for your comfort, then you got to just stick to it. Yeah. You know, make it clear to them that it's not okay and you'll, you'll get out. And don't forget that you can always just opt out if something even if a conversation is going you know well and it just gets overwhelming for you all of a sudden or if you find you like want to try to help family members but it's too hard you can just opt out you can just leave the room you can text a friend do the friend support system I mentioned earlier and make sure that you're doing self-care because it's okay to just decide it's too hard and you're gonna accept Aunt Terry as the like flawed person she is because at the end of the day it's like you can withstand it for an hour if you don't want to have the fight, if you know it'll drain you. Yeah. You can ignore her, put on your headphones, listen to a podcast, yeah. and she'll leave. She will yeah. leave. So, yeah, I mean, it really depends. My suggestions that we just talked about, like, really have to do with if you're down to be in the trenches for this conversation. They're very different from my, like, suggestions for people you don't care about. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I think for more, for more tips on, like, specific comebacks and ways to navigate relate conversations around food and like those are you sure you want another scoop type of type of comments go back to our thanksgiving minisode from two weeks ago we laid out a couple of those and please let us know how it goes and if you do think that they can handle some more real talk then like buy some of those other books that are on the resources page Mm -hmm. you know like some of them are very well written and very informative and there's a whole lot of other articles on there too just how willing you think they are to do some self-examination all the resources we mentioned in this week's ask a fatty will be in our episode notes thank you so much for that letter hannah and best of luck please let us know how it goes (laughs) 
Now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment where we sometimes have to re-record <laughs> if it ends up being too problematic. Just to clarify, because of you. Oh, no, because of you. Not because of me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because of no, you. because of you. <laughs> Sophie, let's not do this in front of the kids. Oh okay. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, who is Blake Shelton? Oh, my God. Or what is 106 in Park? Okay, so my question this week is, I liked, um, oh, my computer's frozen. Okay, so on Hello Giggles, they shared this little video of Adele from the Hello video. So her hair is like swirling around in the wind and she's screaming. And then the caption says, me at the end of the week when I'm 98% dry shampoo. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, what? That's funny. (laughs) I don't understand. Please explain to me what it means. Okay, so it's bad to wash your hair too much because it strips your hair of its natural oils and it makes it like dry and crackly and frizzy. But either you don't want to wash your hair that often because you're like trying to, you know, protect it or you're like lazy, you know, which again, not a bad thing, TBH. Uh, You like don't want to get up in time to like wash dry style your hair if you're going to do that. And so you just want to like preserve or you had a blowout and you just want to preserve the style. Mm -hmm. So you put dry shampoo on the roots of your hair. So um, what you do when you put on dry shampoo, either it comes in like the nice bumble and bumble one, which is literally, it's like like a baking powder salt shaker okay. is a good way maybe to describe it. You like pour, you just like shake it on top of your head and then you um, massage it into your scalp with mm-hmm. your fingers and then you kind of like shake your head so that it like distributes and you fluff up your hair and stuff. So it also adds volume to your hair. Okay. Or you use the like the Rite Aid one that's like called Psst, P-S-S-T. Hmm. It's like Psst. Um, and that's like you shake it up and then you spray it on your hair. And then it shows up white like deodorant and then you have to like brush it through, brush it in. And then the problem is (laughs) that dry shampoo works very well. And sometimes you're on like day four and you're like, I can get another day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And you just put more dry shampoo in. And then as you're rubbing the dry shampoo in, you're like, oh my God, my head is like 100% dry shampoo. (laughs) It's just like a layer of dry shampoo. It's just like there's, it it looks normal. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's just a gray powder. Like a film. Yeah. Okay. So this the joke of this is like when me at the end of the week when I'm 98% dry shampoo is like when you I guess there's a couple interpretations of it. But if you get to the end of the week, you've washed your hair the weekend before and you've just from Wednesday on been like, well, <laughs> then then like number one, your hair will probably be very voluminous okay. because of all the extra powder volume. Number one. Number two, can't tell if Adele is like if they're saying that she's like in pain. She's like, oh my god, my hair. I thought it was something about like the way the hair is moving, perhaps. Mm, I couldn't really tell. No, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think just that it's like you have to put dry shampoo in and then you have to like work it in. You have to be like scrunch, 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 flip, 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 flip. And then you're like, oh shit, my hair is like staying standing up straight. I see. Okay. (laughs) Here's a good description. Is this person tag their friend and put the crying laughing emoji and then quote, well, I can't salvage this. (laughs) I think that's like pretty, I think that's pretty accurate. You're just like, well, I just have a mane now. Like, it's just all dry shampoo and, like, uh, you know. So I think that's what this, this, that the heart of the joke is, like, now you're so, you're giving me so much volume. It's just, like, well, this is it. This is what it is. Wow. Especially because you have to work in the dry shampoo and you're just, like, all right. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just don't think if I ever put that on my head it would go anywhere. I I also don't think it would do anything. Yeah. I think... It would look just like dandruff, maybe. Perhaps. Um, Which it sometimes does for us, too, but... I see. Okay, you guys, tweet us your tips and experiences with this dry shampoo that you speak of. I use dry shampoo uh, every day. Really? I don't... You can also use it after a shower when your hair is dry just as a volumizer, too. I see. This meme's very relatable. You're just like, well, gotta wash everything out of my hair and my hair will be three times smaller. Wow. I see. Secret white hair secrets. It's this not, is fascinating. I don't know what's secret. I, just, I don't know what you guys do. Dang. I have no idea. I've never put anything on my hair. <laughs> my, no, my not like that. My hair is opposite where, like, if it's dirty, 
it'll just get super, super, super dry, super mm. dry. And then it's it's time to wash and do a whole moisture process. So this is interesting. Do you think my hair looks greasy all the time? No. You know why? Hmm. Dry shampoo. <laughs> I see. Because <laughs> I definitely remember, like, in high school, that girl who would wear, like, a low ponytail and was just, like, wet roots. Yep. <laughs> it's like, Heather, your roots are soaking wet. Well, there's, there's just times when, if you have longer hair, your hair from, like, your temples on looks great. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to rewash it. The powder soaks up the grease. Mm-hmm. And then you have to brush it out. Does this make sense? It does make sense. Um, Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for sharing. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about traveling while fat just for our Patreon supporters. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Vicks. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Maria Wartell. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Bye! You have a grape in your finger. I will use it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I see it. You don't see anything. (laughs) Just saying, you're doing this too, Maria. You're choosing to do this. Oh, God. Oh, you're being bad, too. I'm not. (laughs) Please just intro it now. Okay. I'm just holding it. I'm not going to eat it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.